It's the Sound Kitchen. Mmm, yummy. It's the Sound Kitchen. Ooh, that sounds delicious. Uh, you're listening to the Sound mm, Kitchen. Yummy. And Susan Owensby is cooking. Bienvenue and welcome to the Sound Kitchen, where you never know what you'll be served. I'm Susan Owensby. It's Saturday, the 28th of May, the 148th day of the year in the Gregorian calendar. There are 217 days until the end of 2022. On this day in 2008, the Constituent Assembly of Nepal met and declared the country a secular federal parliamentary republic, ending the 240-year reign of the Shah Kings, the world's last Hindu monarchy. Nepal's geography is quite diverse. Not only is it home to eight of the world's ten tallest mountains, including Mount Everest, the highest point on Earth, there are also fertile plains and, less surprisingly, subalpine forested hills. Nepal is a multi-ethnic, multilingual, multi-religious, and multicultural state. Nepali is the official language, and Kathmandu is the nation's capital and the country's largest city. It's the Sound Kitchen and Susan Owensby's cooking. On this day in 1991 in Ethiopia, the Derg was overthrown and the People's Democratic Republic of Ethiopia was established. The Derg was the military council that ruled Ethiopia from 1974 to 1987. It took power following the ousting of Emperor Haile Selassie I. In 1994, a new constitution was written that established a parliamentary republic with a bicameral legislature and a judicial system. Ethiopia is home to 117 million people and is the 12th most populous country in the world. It's the second most populous in Africa after Nigeria. Its capital city and its largest city is Addis Ababa. Ethiopia is a multi-ethnic state with over 80 different ethnic groups. Susanna Wensby, The Sound Kitchen, Radio France International. Are you ready? I hope so. Because it's time for the quiz. On the 30th of April, I asked you a question about French politics, specifically our legislative elections next month. As you know, the French re-elected Emmanuel Macron as president in April, and his party, Renaissance, which until recently was called the Republic on the Move, holds the majority in Parliament. RFI English journalist Amanda Morrow wrote an article right after the election about Jean-Luc Mélenchon, the head of the hard-left party France Unbowed, who came in third in the presidential polls. 
Mélenchon was hard at work at the time trying to create a coalition of all the left-leaning parties to deprive Macron of his majority in parliament, which would then see Mélenchon hold the office of prime minister. At the time, it seemed highly unlikely that such a coalition could be created as there were too many differences between the parties in question. You were to refer to Amanda's article, Clock Ticking as French Left Mole's Coalition Deal to Humble Macron, and answer these two questions. The names of the different parties Mélenchon was trying to bring into the coalition and the differences they have with Mélenchon. The answers are, First and foremost, Mélenchon did succeed in creating a leftist coalition. It's called the New Popular Union. The parties Mélenchon solicited to join the coalition are the Socialists, the Communists, the Greens, and the New Anti-Capitalist Party. There were many disagreements on Mélenchon's platform from the various parties, mainly about European integration. Mélenchon is basically anti-EU, to put it simply. And also about the percentage of representation in the legislature that members of his party, France Unbowed, would take as prizes. The majority, of course, because as Mélenchon said, he came in third place in the presidential polls, not the socialists or the Greens or the communists or the anti-capitalists. They worked it all out, though, and we'll see what happens next month, won't we? Meanwhile, Macron on his side has also created a coalition. His Renaissance party has joined forces with the centrist parties Modem and Horizons. That coalition is called Together. The winners of this week's quiz are... Raihan Ali, who's a member of the Nilshagor RFI fan club in Nilshagor, Bangladesh, and longtime RFI listeners club member Vladimir Gudzenko from Moscow province in Russia, who sent in two priceless bits of radio nostalgia. One is the cover of the magazine we used to send out to listeners when RFI was ORTF. It's from 1972, and I printed it and put it up in the newsroom, and I hung one in my office at home, the real sound kitchen, where I write. It's wonderful. There was also an article about our old daily broadcasts. We had two back then, which we kept up until just a few years back. It made us a bit sad in the newsroom, thinking of how our work for you, our service to you, is now so diminished, to say nothing of how our capability of reaching you is really diminished, but... They were really cool to see. Thank you so much, Vladimir. And thanks for getting back in touch with us. That's just grand. Listeners, I posted them both to the Sound Kitchen and the club's Facebook pages so you can ride that nostalgic wave with us. There's another longtime RFI faithful and, of course, RFI Listeners Club member on the list of lucky winners this week, Zenon Tellis, who's the president of the Christian Marxist Leninist Maoist Association of Listening DXers in Goa, India. And there's one more winning RFI Listeners Club member this week, John Yemi Sande Touré from Freetown, Sierra Leone. Last but certainly not the least, faithful RFI English listener Bernard Egbe from Abuja, Nigeria. Congratulations, winners, and thanks to each and every one of you who wrote in. 
RFI English journalist Olya Horton is down south reporting on the 75th annual Cannes Film Festival. She sends us postcards every day, filling us in on the daily screenings she's seen. But you already know that because, of course, you're following her letters home to you on our website, rfienglish.com. In Olya's third postcard, Give Peace a Chance, she tells us about a documentary she'd seen that day called For the Sake of Peace. I want you to tell me the names of the two protagonists and a brief recount of what they're doing and where. Again, reread Olya Horton's postcard from can number three, Give Peace a Chance, and answer these questions. What are the names of the two protagonists in the documentary For the Sake of Peace? And what are they doing and where? To help you with the answers, you can find Olya's postcard on the Sound Kitchen page on our website, rfienglish.com. It's also on the Sound Kitchen and the club's Facebook pages. And here's something new. The chance to win bonus points. If, in addition to your answer to the week's quiz question, you take the time to answer an additional question, you'll be eligible for an extra gift. How about that? This week's bonus point question is, what made you feel better on your lowest day? Again, answer the bonus question this week. What made you feel better on your lowest day? along with the week's regular quiz question, and you'll be eligible for an extra gift. And you'll make me happy. And the show will be more interesting. And you'll feel good being more involved with the show. The ands go on and on, so to your pens. You have until the 11th of July to get your answers in. Be sure to tune in on the 16th of July to see if your answer wins a prize. As always, be sure you include your postal address with your postal code. And don't forget to let me know if you are a miss, a miss, a missus, or a mister. I don't want to get it wrong. Send your quiz answers to english.service at rfi.fr. That's english.service at rfi.fr You can also text your answer to the Sound Kitchen mobile phone Dial plus 336-3112-9682 That's plus 336-3112-9682 Always include your postal mailing address and if you have one your RFI Club membership number It's the Sound Kitchen and Susan Owensby's cooking. Okay, my friends, it's time to clear the table and wash the dishes. Thanks for joining me in the Sound Kitchen and keep those cards, letters, emails, and text messages coming. Many thanks to Nicolas Doro for mixing the show and thanks to you for listening. Be sure and tune in next week for the answer to the question about the fines Poland is facing from the EU. The Sound Kitchen podcast is ready for you every Saturday on the RFI English website, rfienglish.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Susan Owensby. Be well, do good work.
Be kind and stay in touch. And stay safe, my friends. Air One is under the weather and at home resting, so I'll choose the music to play you out with today. It's from Mahalia Jackson, possibly the greatest gospel singer the world has ever known. She was born in 1911 in New Orleans, the granddaughter of enslaved people, and she lived until 50 years ago. She died in 1972. She was a major figure in the U.S. civil rights movement and a great friend of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and his family. She sang at the March on Washington for Jobs and Freedom in 1963, the famous gathering at the Lincoln Memorial when Dr. King gave his famous I Have a Dream speech. She helped break many a color barrier in the U.S. and soothed many an ear and heart. I'll play for you her precious Lord, take my hand. She sang this at Dr. King's funeral. Close your eyes and let Mahalia take you there. She certainly can, and she will, if you let her. Talk to you all next week. Precious Lord, take my hand.
Oh.